You're listening to the Burgundy Blogcast, presented by the Burgundy Blog and hosted by Sports Channel 8. In this week's episode, we get Brent's thoughts on the week one loss to Miami. I thought they were going to lose, and they did. Brent tells us what qualities he's looking for in a head coach and starts to get a little bit picky. I just want somebody who who gives this overwhelming sense of competence, and I don't have that right now. All right, what about, would you want Saban? What if I give you Saban? Uh... And Brent lets you know if you're good enough to watch a Redskins game with him. I mean, I don't, I don't want my buddy and his wife and answering questions. And it's like, um, there, there's a, there's a pretty select, you know, my, my, my inner circle for Redskins watching, small. <laughs> All that and more in this week's Burgundy Blogcast. Was there anything that stood out to you that you were, like, mildly impressed with? Uh, yeah, I was at least mildly impressed with several things. I mean, so, well, I mean, we, 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 we could just do the game a little bit. So, I thought they were going to lose, and they did. They lost by a score pretty close to what I expected, actually. I predicted on the blog 20-10, to 10, and it ended 17-10. to 10. Ooh, nice work. Um, the, uh, you know, we talked, actually, we talked about special teams last week. You said, what, what's something where, even if they lost, they would <laughs> yeah, really get you yeah. hyped? I said, uh, what did I say? Uh, special teams. Special teams, and do you know what happened today? Yeah, Terrible they gave they gave up coverage breakdown. Yeah, yeah, so that sucks. So the special teams is still a big problem. But overall, I thought the defense looked pretty good in Joe Barry, new new coordinator Joe Barry's first game. They were kind of they were a pretty conservative defense. They barely blitzed. In fact, I'm not sure they blitzed at all. Uh, and yet, still were able to get at least a little bit of pressure. I think they had three sacks. The rookie second round pick Preston Smith looked great. He got a lot of pressure. He caused a fumble. He recovered the fumble. That play was actually pretty awesome. Uh, so I liked the way the defense looked overall. I thought it was an improvement from last year for sure. David Emerson, the backup corner who had to come in briefly when uh, D'Angelo Hall got hurt, was terrible, and he got lit up. Yep. Uh, so that, he's a major that, liability. That, that tends to but happen. He, he played college ball down in my neck of the woods. He did, yeah. Yeah, that happens sometimes. Uh, he, he, was, he, he had an awesome like junior year. And right. then this whole senior year he got burned, but the talk was, well, he's, he's trying not to pull a hammy because he's going pro. But uh, yeah. I don't know what he's saving himself for now. But anyway, sorry. He was like a one-year wonder. Yeah. Well, on offense, um, you know, they only scored 10 points, so you can't go too crazy. But the run game looked good. Alfred Morris looked, looked good. I think the reports of his demise were premature. And then most importantly, maybe the right side of the offensive line, Sheriff and Moses uh, really looked great, actually. Overall, I thought they – vastly exceeded expectations trying to block Sue and Cameron Wake. So um, I thought that was pretty encouraging. So, like, what are they going to do with RG3? Obviously, he didn't play in the game, but they, they, there was a question as to whether he would be, once he was cleared, which he was, whether he would become the backup or, or QB3. Right. And they said he's QB3. Like, there was a national media guy that reported that he's going to be QB, the plan is for him to be QB3 for the rest of the year. So there's the whole question of like, well, why, why is he even on the roster then? And, and then, and then today, they, this other like leak or whatever came out that they've been practicing him on the scout team on defense as a safety. Interesting, like just like as so, if they might actually use him there, or no, like no, because no, no, he's got the quickness not. to to serve no, as a no, safety. No, it's not even that. It's like it's really a routine thing, and that's what I think we should talk about. Is like 
They routinely use third stringers, and they just tell them to put on a yellow penny and go stand out there and be a body and pretend you're a linebacker. You gotcha. Know? So the story is more that they're just not treating him like a second-round, I mean, a, a number exactly. two pick quarterback. Well, let me ask you this, and you can take this somewhere else, but here's my thought. Is it going to be one of those things where are, are people going to over uh, – um, examine his like body language and how he acted during the game, you know, today in street clothes. Is it going to be one oh, of those situations? Yeah, they they definitely will. Well, yeah, I mean, he didn't really do anything weird. Every time they showed him on the sideline, he was smiling and cheering. He threw his hands straight up when they when Cousins threw a touchdown pass, and and by all accounts, like he's the first guy there to like pat him on the back when he gets back to the bench, and they go over plays. So he was a good soldier, you know, but. No question. I mean, for as long as he's on the team, I think the cameras will be trained on him, even in street clothes, right. uh, every time, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do you do about it? Is you it... cut him. I mean, I, I think I wrote a whole blog post about why they should release him. I mean, I think, the, the, you, know, the, you know, Rudin is out there saying, and a lot of people are like, well, if he's, if he's you know, playing nice, then he's not a dis- distraction. But I, I think he's automatically, inevitably, permanently a distraction. I think you you, you cut him if you're not using him and uh you know yeah any, him on it, the roster as qb3 is silly anytime you got a guy who's going to be i mean it's just like you said who's going to be the the first guy i mean most games he is in the producer is going to tell a cameraman hey when you you know camera a and camera d when either one of you guys didn't have live action, you should be trying to pick up RG three for his reaction, yep. depending on what time. I mean, like you know, <laughs> and anytime you've got that, I mean, that, that is what is going on. You can you can see it in the telecast. We're like, give me RG three now. Give me. He looks mad. He looks mad. Put it up. Yep. I've been through it with with you know with Cam Newton and Carolina, di- different different situations in different places. But you can just tell when they when they know that it's hot. When when people are tweeting, what's RG three doing? And, and producers are telling camera guys get shots of him. And yeah, I mean, it is a distraction. So yeah. Um, um, is there anybody that cutting him is unfair to? Is it unfair to him? I mean, I would think at this point, does that release him? I guess maybe that that hurts his money in some sense. I don't know the intricacies of all. I know he's got some burden of uh, of like an injury tag or whatever. That's why he's, he's hard to unload to other people. You probably know the specifics better than I do, but it's a good question. I think actually from the contract standpoint, they're they're paying him what they're paying him, which is three million and change, regardless. All right. So even if he if they cut him, they owe it to him. And then if he signs with somebody else. And signs a new deal. That money does not offset what they owe him. That, so, so he, you know, from a financial standpoint, him getting released is you. I don't see how it's a disadvantage. I, I don't. I don't see how cutting him. I'm not sure who it disrespects. It seems to me that he would rather do that than just dangle as this, you know, warm body as a third quarterback, very unlikely to you know to, to get into a game um, and give give him some freedom to figure out what he wants to do and sign probably with whoever he wants to, you know, wherever he wants to be. I've heard, uh, totally like from an outsider's perspective, but I've heard the, 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 they don't, they, they think Chip Kelly covets him and they don't want him. They don't right. want to just outright cut him. They, they, they figure, you know, keep him around, keep him off somebody else's roster that could that, hurt him, but that can't, I don't think that's a crazy thing to consider. I mean, you don't want him to go to your division rival and then be able to hurt you. But I do think it's actually a little crazy to think that he would hurt them at least this year. I mean, he couldn't. He has been unable to pick up his own offense over three years, and I don't think he's going to be a usable factor for Chip Kelly in 2015. That that, that's my thought uh, is especially once the season started is like how how many people are gonna pick up RG three and then try and like you know build the offense around him or whatever it is. Even if Chip Kelly is is a best fit, it's like. I don't know. That's a, that's a lot. Uh, and then he's a free agent after this season anyway. So, I mean, he, he's going to be gone anyway. So, I mean, what are you doing? You're just delaying the inevitable. Yeah. 
Um, all right. Were there any times during the game today where people were uh, were like, "Man, I wish RG three were uh, were playing"? Or how about uh, you? Were, were, not were, me. Definitely not me. <laughs> I, I don't think too many. Uh, I don't think I don't think any. I mean, all right. Well, evaluate your evaluate your boy Cousins. Did he move yeah, up so, or down from his twenty uh, seventh or twenty eighth? I forget where we are. Or, we we were pretty close to whatever. Like they, I know right. you tweeted me the national pundit who kind of agreed with us somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he did much to change his position. I thought actually, first half I, he played pretty well. The pick was bad. That was a bad pick. The bad was yeah. The, the, the pick was was I yeah. It was hideous. And 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 Gruden. Gruden gave this little explanation about it uh, in his post-game presser about uh, sort of like how it was sort of like a miscommunication or something, and he actually referred to that play as a little bit of bad luck, which I thought was outrageous. It was a terrible pick. But outside of that pick, I thought Cousins' first half was respectable. They, were, they got a lot of first downs. They moved the ball. They didn't score. Uh, they, got, they got 10 points, I guess. But um, So they, they could have hung more points on the board, but uh, it, was, it was a very professional-looking offense. So I thought he did fine. The second half, he sort of wilted, which unfortunately plays into the narrative about him, and that he that he can't can't keep it going, and that when situations around him or or you know other you know other things go awry, that he can't rise above it, and that is kind of what happened. He did he he was pushing and pressing a little bit, and had a couple of bad decisions, a couple of bad plays, and just didn't really do much in the second half. I saw they they flashed one stat that was like uh, he's got the worst turnover rate like per snap. Uh, is that is yeah. that like an, an actual knock on him, or is it just kind of a small sample size thing? And everybody's going to throw more picks in their first, you know, fifteen games, and they will hope, you know, in theory, right? Th- th- their next fifteen or thirty or whatever. I think the sample size plays into it, but you're you're right. I mean, that that it's definitely the knock, and I think it matters because not only is he first in that category of turnovers per snap over, however, you know, I I don't know what the minimum was, but he's first by a lot. Like, right. I think Cutler was second. And the difference was like, you know, it's not close. So he's definitely, he definitely, you cannot argue that he is not turnover prone. I mean, that is a part of his game, it seems. Um, we talked to Sean King, who used to play uh, quarterback for yeah. the the Bucks. He's a, he's a really good dude. He's really uh, he he tells it like it is, and like yeah, he's he's a, he's a smart analyst. Yeah. I, I I like him a lot. I wish that people yeah. would use him some more. Um, yeah. And it, the, the, one of the reasons I think he's good is because. He's. I, I don't. I can't always predict what his opinion is going to be on something. You know what I mean. A lot of times, a guy you can right. say, "Well, you know, he's going to take this side or he's going to take that side." Sometimes you don't know. Like he, you know, he'll, he'll say one thing about this quarterback and one thing about another, and you think it's going to, you know, uh, seemingly inconsistent. But you, you can tell he calls it like he sees it. But one thing he was saying about quarterbacks was. He 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 he's, he hates seeing like retread guys like McCown at uh, Cleveland. He'd be so happy that McCown. I mean, obviously, he wouldn't wish injury on somebody. He'd be McC- happy that McCown went out. He says, if you got these young quarterbacks, why not? And, and you know, you don't have like a franchise quarterback. Yeah, figure out what you got. He said. Tyra, right. He said. I mean, obviously, Tyrod Taylor played great today for the Bills. Yeah. He said, I hope he commits to him all season. Because you're not, you know, if if you're going to yank him at after two bad games, that's that, that's giving him no chance. That's not, you know, if you had drafted Peyton Manning or Andrew Luck and he had two bad games, we you're not doing anything with him because you know that what the plan is, and and that not that you got to give Tyrod Taylor three years, but but the same with I think he would say with Kirk Cousins, like if you're going to throw him in there, ha, like ride out the whole season with him. Are you are you ready to yeah. go that far? Like you just say, hey, let's commit to him. I mean, you're, you're not going to pick up another quarterback, and there's nobody who's uh, looking pretty on the bench. I mean, you, you yeah, so, I, sure. yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't. I mean, I'm not sure you want to publicly or explicitly 
promise him the whole season. Sure, I mean, sure. you got to stick to the to the competition, you know, uh, philosophy. But uh, but yeah, you you have to give him a long leash, and and I think you know, from a practical standpoint, I, I'm pretty sure Gruden is going to give him a very long leash because by by you know publicly shaming and and benching for the second time for performance the the guy who was once thought to be the, the you know savior he has like very strongly hitched his wagon to Kirk Cousins right sure. now and I I think if anything you know stuff like in the, in the when he when he says that 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 pick wasn't that bad or that it was bad luck I mean to me that's the that's a little bit close to caping up for your boy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you got to think about your credibility. I, I think he's at this point he really can't afford to make cousins look bad. They're just they're married. So uh, I think cousins will get a good long look. You know, barring injury, I think they're gonna. I think he'll get a long run and a long chance. All right, I, I hope this will make sense when I say it. But there's a difference between being, you know, the backup quarterback and being the next in line to be the starting quarterback. Uh, yeah, okay. So yep. so let's say let's say uh, um, Cousins does go down with an injury that then is going to have him out for the for the, for the next game. Obviously, yeah. if it was something like today and one's dressed and one's not, you know who's going in. But mm-hmm. if they go into a week knowing that um, that uh, Cousins is out and RG three is healthy, do you, or, I I mean may, maybe with these are just too far down hypothetical lane. But do you want to see Colt McCoy playing and RG three dressing as the backup in that case or? In that case, would you say, eh, RG three still on the roster? Let's 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 try them out there. Let's see what's up. I don't think that our, I'm not sure that RG three isn't the second best quarterback, the second most talented quarterback on the roster. But but yeah, I think you they have made their call. They have they have said what they think about him, which is that they don't believe in him. And so when you take that plus this injury guaranteed sixteen million dollar option. I don't think you can play him anymore at all. I mean, I, I don't see you put him on the field. You're you're exposing yourself to what I think is a very significant risk of injury that lasts through the end of the season, which would trigger the uh, the, the option. And um, so I think that you know you got you got a full week to get into it. Then you're gonna you got to give it to to you know to McCoy. And I think Gruden will because Gruden like has a total bromance with McCoy. I mean, he he wanted he I think he was set to give him a really legitimate shot to earn that and keep that starting job last year until he got injured himself. You think Gruden's a good coach? No. Okay. Like outside of like, I mean, it could be one of those where not even a good coach could survive in all this chaos. But uh, that might be true. Can, yeah, it, might be true. I mean, it's hard to judge. But trying to brush that aside, you don't think he's a very good coach? No, I'm pretty cold on him. I, when they hired him, uh, I, I was sort of agnostic. Um, and then I did actually, you know, I, I liked him. I I, I, I kind of warmed to him because because his personality. I mean, he's kind of the guy that you might want to go get a beer with. Uh, you know, he, he's just kind of a laid back you know, probably a fun guy, but in, in his, in his year plus so far, I just think he's made a lot of bad decisions. I think in public at the podium, he still has, I mean, he's been, he's actually been a lot better this year, but he was a disaster last year. And I think, you know, tonight he did one thing, which was, um, which I was debating some people on Twitter about, but 
really very specifically identified a mistake that Jordan Reed had made on a, on a fourth down play at the end of the game. And I interpreted really as throwing him under the bus. And some people said, hey, you want the guy to be honest. You want, to give, you want him to give you an X's and, o, X's and O's answer. But I think Gruden is a little bit too, in, uh, too, too, too loose with his specific uh, criticisms of individual players. For me, I'd rather him you know, jump on all those grenades. Um, but, you know, I, I just I, I, don't, I, don't really like, I, I don't trust his play calling, which sometimes seems to be all over the map. I don't think he's really developed much, especially at the quarterback position, which is what he was supposed to do. And I think he's just had more, way more misses than hits, so I don't really, I don't trust him. Do you think he's, uh, is he one of those guys who's, I, 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 I can't say I know his career in depth. Where did he, didn't he come from the Browns, maybe? He was, uh, he was the Bengals, he was the Bengals offense. Bengals, that's, yeah, whatever. One, one of those uh, orange Ohio teams. Um, <laughs> uh Yeah, is he one of those guys who's like good, good coordinator, bad head coach, like a Wade Phillips type? Or North Turner, yeah, or some of I that. Mean, is it? Is it? I mean, do you, do you have? I guess so. I'm not even sure he was a world beater coordinator. I mean, most Redskins fans think that he pretty much got the job because he was like buddy buddy with Bruce Allen, and there's just so much, uh, you know. And is he living that, that's off? Just how, that's how things work. Uh, you think Jay Gruden is just living off uh, Johnny Boy's Gruden's reputation? I mean, he's got a little bit of a resume. I don't think it's just that. I think that's a little bit lazy, but I, it certainly didn't hurt. And 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 John's reputation, specifically with with Bruce and with the Redskins brass. I mean, I think so, definitely was a big part. Somebody should do a study. I was thinking the NFL is pretty bad about it, but now other other sports have it too. Where like coaching families, yeah, there's some where there's like like. It ain't a coaching family. It's like one legendary coach, and he was so legendary he could get all his boys in too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not like, oh man, those guys were all great coaches. It's like, no, that one dude was a good coach, and then the rest <laughs> of them got jobs because that one dude was a good coach. You know? Um, yeah. And Gruden seems like he might be in that. Guy. I don't know if there's any other Gruden boys running around. You know, there's there's, <laughs> there's a young bucking quarterbacks coach Gruden somewhere, but. You know, like this, like the Stoops boys. I don't even know which one of them's good, but I feel like it's only one of them, and the rest of them are just running around. Let's say Gruden got fired after this season, which uh, no, I'm not talking on any rumors or any chance that he might. But do you do you have your eye on somebody? You're like, man, I'd love to have that guy coach the Redskins. Uh, I mean, I've kind of half jokingly said Gus Malzahn. Actually, I've heard you say that before. You really want a college guy? I mean, I guess Pete Carroll. That was crickets there. You're not into that one. I was I was swallowing some Pepsi actually. On the total podcast uh, I honesty, just, there. I, I think he's. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think he's brilliant. You know, I think they need they need somebody who's really smart. But I, I, I'm not sure that he that he has that clout, that credibility yet. That he might, you know, I don't know that Shanahan was supposed to bring or right. lead to the situation. All right. Well, actually, let me ask you this: Are you more interested in a coach or more interested in a, like a system? You know what I mean? Like, like you're like, man, I wish I had a Chip Kelly guy. I wish I had an innovative – like Malzahn. That way he'd be in right. – or, or I wish I had uh, – like, is that what you want, an innovative, all, all, innovative offensive team? Or do you want like a Steelers, Giants, Panthers, a, defensive yeah, – That's for, a you know. question. I, I think it's a great question, actually. I, I think that uh, in terms of priorities, what I, what I really want out of the next guy is just – I might sound stupid. I, I want him to be a really good leader and a really good face. I want him to inspire confidence, not only in the fans but in the players. I want to, uh, and, and I don't know, you know, Malzahn. He's like this offensive wizard. The reason I think he might prosper as a coach, as a head coach in the NFL, isn't necessarily just because of X's and O's and he's you know such an offensive guru. 
I just think he's smart enough to find inefficiencies and, and kind of test the system like Kelly has and and figure out how to become a good NFL coach, you know. Um, I, but to me, I really like you – know, I'm a big uh, – Mike Tomlin fan. I just yeah. think he carries himself like he knows what's going on. Yeah, that's and true. It, I, you know, being just just kind of being being the face is much more important in the NFL. And being able to, to delegate responsibility appropriately is, is a lot bigger deal to me than having some kind of you know running the the, the, the zone read or like whatever. Like I, I guess more important than scheme. Yeah, but you know, you think you think Tomlin's like a face guy. I feel like he's an, a more of an identity guy. Like. I mean, I see what you say. When I heard you describe face guy, it, it made me laugh because, like, the Redskins are. I mean, I, I do want to start probing. I don't want to jump into them all so early, but I do want to start, like, probing the the mind of the Redskins fan psyche. And and there is. It's a unique, um, you know, that that city, that, that you know, the, the whole – the way D.C. is for the Redskins is, is unique in sports. I know enough uh, about the area to, to know that. But yeah. uh, but but so it's funny. I was sort of smiling when you were describing like a face cat. It's like, man, you sound like a college fan who wants that. They like, wants like their college. Man, we need a guy who can get out there and can recruit some free agents and can, yeah. you know. You know um, but uh, I, yeah, I, I see what you mean. Some I, I agree with more with some of what you said about the guy who you feel is like you, you just feel like you got an innovative guy. Not necessarily, you know crazy looking offensive plays, but it's just a guy who you feel like is keeping up with the times. I'll tell you something I saw today out of uh, my Panthers that I, I don't see too often. And I love it when I see it. It, may, it gives me so much confidence in my team. Yeah. I think you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. The, um, the Panthers had like a short little pass. It was maybe only like for a, like a, a five yard pass on a second down, but it was for a first down. And and the dude who caught it clearly like fell on it and then got up holding it up got the catch and the other guys were like no he definitely fell on that and the Panthers uh, executed the get up to the line and run your little two line you know draw whatever it is just to get the playoff yeah. before they can decide either they don't get it or making them just throw it without having to look at it and sometimes they'll waste one that I love. <laughs> seeing my NFL team do that, it instills so much confidence. You feel like yeah. they, you got players and coaches who are aware yeah. and know what's going on. I know that. that yeah. I know what you mean. Like Tomlin looks like he knows what's happening in the game. Yeah, I mean, it's it just like I've already said several times. I don't. He, he in terms of Gruden, it's like when he's answering questions, I feel like he doesn't really. He doesn't have self control. He kind of says what he thinks. He's got verbal diarrhea, and his challenge record on the field is terrible. His clock management is kind of you know plus minus uh his play calling i think is is uh open to to uh a little bit of criticism it's just i just want somebody who who gives this overwhelming sense of competence and i don't have that right now all right what about would you want sabin what if i give you sabin uh i don't know I you don't want sabin what about a less miles would you take a less miles? Uh, it would be loads of fun. You, you would not get that confidence factor you're looking for. Yeah, I got a good point. I don't think that's it. All right. I'm trying to think of other people. Um, would you take <laughs> – I was going to throw you a Ryan brother, but that's not happening. Uh, <laughs> you've already done the brother thing. That didn't work out so well. Uh, I'm trying to think of just who others' names uh, pop up. Who's got? Would you take a Harbaugh? Would you take Jim Harbaugh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or John Harbaugh, whichever one's in Michigan. He's Either not, he, one. Oh, please. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely take the Ravens one. I don't know if I would take. I don't know if I want the kooky one, man. 
He's I, a little bit of a flake, but the Ravens one is is like just kooky enough, but he's stable enough to be like a really good coach. The other one is just too kooky. I Absolutely, I can't do it. Um, all right, that's I'm, tra- I'm trying to think of other who would be another intriguing. Um, I can't. You know, you know, it's funny. Like I wish that I had been more into the media, and like th- it blows my mind to think of it now. I can't imagine like following the team. And, and again, I followed sports. Sorry, I'm making this longer. But Steve Spurrier was the Redskins coach. Like, I, like I was, I was thinking to people. I was like, "Ooh, what about Spurrier?" I was like, "No, wait, they did that." Oh my god, that yeah. actually happened. Yeah. Oh, Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer. Would you take Urban Meyer as your coach? Yeah, I, I would probably, I'd probably go for that. He's got, he's, he's the face. He would give you the confidence. Yeah. Um, uh, one of my buddies wants uh, Josh McDaniels. I tell you, who's, uh, he's the he's offense, right? Yeah. Offense coordinator used to be with the Patriots. He got a chance with the Broncos. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I, I hate. I feel like I'm going to turn off your Redskins audience if I bring up the Panthers too much. But Sean right. McDermott is the. He was the yeah. coordinator for the Eagles. Now with the Panthers. Yeah, yeah, he. Um, I, I think he's a, a, a sharp dude. Do you think people are turned off by the Redskins? Do you think there's like a, a class of candidates? Not necessarily like everybody above a certain bar, but just certain candidates for a certain reason who just are automatically no way. I, I don't want the Redskins circus the same way teams don't yeah. want players who bring a circus. No question. Yeah, I mean, if you're somebody who's in high demand, I, I think, yeah, it's uh, that, it's that, not a, it's not a desirable, it's not a destination job right now. Yeah, that always stinks, man. That makes it that much harder. Yep. Um, all right, well, I got it. Like Gruden, Gruden got a huge uh, five-year guaranteed, fully guaranteed contract with no previous head coaching experience. Yeah, I never believe anything about you know. It, Whatever years you put in there, it's all meaningless. You know what I mean? You can, yeah. you can buy if, if they hated him after one year, then they, they'd buy their way out of that. I mean, yeah. I, I get it, the gestures of things like that, but I never am impressed. We're like, whoa, five years. Like, nah, if they want him gone, yeah. dude will be gone. <laughs> um, Uh, you know, one one pretty big bummer was Deshaun Jackson getting injured. Yeah. In what looks like a pretty bad hamstring of the first quarter. I mean, we should touch on that. The guy had like this shoulder injury in in I guess training camp. I think it was. I think he injured it when they were when they were doing uh, when they were on hard knocks with the with the Texans. So he didn't play in a single preseason game, which he really like you know minimized and was like, you know, I'm a vet. I don't really need to play. Blah blah blah. But I. You know, then he comes in, and the first time he runs a nine route, he pulls the hammy. I mean, you got to wonder was he, you know, was uh, was he conditioned? It, yeah. it seems like it, that probably contributes. Yeah, I, you know, I, I I don't like to judge anyone's character. I don't know characters, maybe even a bad word. But Deshaun Jackson, he seems like a uh, Randy Moss type guy who the level. It's not that you won't get a hundred percent out of out of him. Um, it's but his hundred percent is probably going to come when he feels like he's on a team that's right. like a hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like he needs <laughs> yeah, to be winning. You know what I mean? And yep. he probably doesn't have a lot of effort to give for a team that he doesn't uh, believe in, which is it's tough. It's tough to build with guys. It's why it's why you can afford to have one or two of those guys on a stable team, like, you know, add a Randy Moss to the Patriots and it's darn worth it. Cause it's like, yeah, just add Deshaun Jackson to a stable team. Right. And, uh, but I, I'd be surprised, you know, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if a, he wasn't working out as well as he should have, or B, if he's apt to just, you know, 
hamstrings are, are tough to diagnose how severe they Phone are. It in. It, it just, yeah, yeah, just, uh, man, these uh, he's a little tight, baby. Just, uh, <laughs> so, so. well, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, one interesting thing on him is if, I don't, I don't like nobody, to call anybody else a fit. Sorry. They that, have nobody else that can stretch the field. Right, so, yeah. except, except this, this kind of interesting guy, Rashad Ross, who, who was like, well, probably one of the last few guys onto the 53 man roster and he was inactive today. But if Jackson Tammy is bad and he misses games, I think it'll be interesting to see if they activate Ross because he is fast and, you know, at the very least he can kind of stretch the field and clear it out a little. All right. And uh, I hate to go here, uh, but I got to. Uh, what was more disappointing this weekend, the Redskins uh, loss or the uh, your Cavaliers letting the wind slip oh. through their fingers? Oh, it's, it's tough because I didn't expect either of them to win, but obviously – Man, once yeah. you're there, my who's my who's were in good position there at the end to steal one, and that was pretty bad the way it ended. I spoke too early, man. I tweeted out. I said, "This is why Notre Dame is afraid to play a uh, a full ACC schedule." They, I mean, that, yeah, I saw that. that. That that was Virginia just hung tough on that that last drive. I you know I know yeah. offense and defense. It's eleven different players. But the way they did that, I was like, man, they are in this to win this. Man, they would never yeah. give up a little forty yard bomb. To, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's painful. I, I never really started believing we were going to win, but I thought we were going to lose on a field goal. Certainly not that touchdown. God, that was painful. Um, are, are there any of those moments watching the Redskins? Like, do you do, do you get bitter? Do you start cussing, or, or 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 do you watch? You consume it, and then you know you you move on. You save the yeah, the oh, no. downs for I playoffs mean, I, and stuff like that. I get pretty I get pretty high and pretty low during a game, but I mean. You know, here lately, like that that's that that applies only to like the first you know, six or seven games of the season before we're realistically eliminated. Right. So, you know, I mean I I, I would have uh I was I was pretty pretty darn into it today, but uh, you know, we'll we'll see when they're we'll see what month they're mathematically eliminated in this year. You're not one of those like leave me alone while I'm watching the game, are you? I you bring your you bring your you got are, are you, I, I got I, I got a, I got a set up. Yeah, I uh, I'll watch I'll watch with somebody who's also gonna like be pretty committed. To actually, it. I can't talk. I'm the same way with, with with sports. I actually care about. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't want my buddy and his wife and answering questions and it's like um, there, there's a, there's a pretty select you know my 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 inner circle for Redskins watching is small <laughs> right. Uh, so no, I know you know, how that goes, I, man. Yeah. Well, it's also tough. I feel bad. Do you, do you, I don't know if this involves you at all, but like people want to get together to watch a game, you know, an NFL game or a college basketball game or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, but if I go, I'm probably just going to be like tweeting and like, I want to watch yeah. the game. And then I want to hang out with like <laughs> Twitter people, not like you people, yeah. you know what I mean? And so like, then I feel like more, I mean, I'm more of a jerk, like just turning them down and being like, I, I don't say that I'm done doing it for Twitter, but like, uh, but then I end up going and then I'm sitting at the table with like four of my friends and I'm just like cracking up. It's like on a screen and like, or, or like figuring out what's going on by what's on Twitter or like, oh wow, you know? Um, and it's, it's just, you know, it's a great side screen experience, man. Especially Absolutely. if you have it tuned to what you're a fan of, you, you know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's perfect. Yeah. It's, it keeps you sometimes, informed, entertained. It's everything. You just want to watch the game with your tweets. But yeah, you, <laughs> you got to get that stuff straight, man. Uh, all right. Who's the opponent next week? Uh, the, we've got the Rams next week, also at home. Ooh, and uh, interestingly, 
their defense like looked kind of good, but they also gave up a lot of points. But uh, emotional win for them, and uh, they've got an awesome, awesome looking front seven. And good luck with. Uh, they had a guy return a punt for a touchdown. I'm pretty sure yep. it's uh, yep. Tavon Austin. He does that a lot. So you yep. tweak up your, uh, your your return game there, guys. Uh, where right. is that one? On the road or uh, FedEx? No, it's a, yeah, it's at home. And are you going to do a game this year? Probably not. I went to training camp and really liked it. It was free. I was in the front row. I stood on the rope. I was arms length from the players. A little shout out, little plug for training camp in Richmond. A lot of fun. Highly yep. recommend going to a game. Game day experience at FedEx. Big thumbs down for me. Super expensive, pain in the ass. They usually lose. Um, I would try to make it up for a game, but they they rarely make it worth my while. The home viewing experience is too good for me. Yeah, that is good. Uh, I was actually in Richmond not too long ago, and and we drove by somebody. Uh, my, our mutual friend Doug Rosenberg uh, right. pointed out the uh, where their tra- training center is. Uh, cool. All right. Well, we'll wrap this one, and uh, the season's underway. It's good to have games to talk about, and uh, it, it could have been worse, right? It could have been, been worse. worse. Yeah. Let's go with that. Could have been worse. Uh, Redskins week one could have been worse. Peace. All right. Talk to you.